Yes, Virginia. Vulnerability hangovers are real. Worst case scenario genetics, mean old lions, and why it's still hard for me to trust in the good. So, right under the wire on Valentine's Day, I mustered up all of my courage and I wrote a very public post about the human that I love. It got a fair bit of attention. I've not shared outwardly about a love I am in for a very long time. But I posted now because this love feels worthy of naming. And because my own growth and healing are asking me to not be so damn afraid of writing the good while it's mine to have and know. Because there are parts of my story that still want to be told. So, I threw caution to the wind and I told you about this love and this human and about how damn grateful I am to choose her. Truth. Y'all loved it, and I loved you loving it. This makes sense. We celebrate love. We want it and cherish it and long for it, and yeah, we cheer for people when they happen to wonder of seemingly impossible wonders. Find it and hold it for a bit. And then, whoosh, I became all tender skin inside out, vulnerable as fuck. After all of this time, and spilling all of these truths, you think I wouldn't so much do this anymore, right? I've had plenty of practice in saying all the things on the internet. But 20 years in, and it still gets me. It took me a bit yesterday to figure out that exquisite tenderness, that pull to curl inward around my heart and hermit myself from the world. And then I heard the voice. You know the voice. You just told the internet that you're in love, you dumb fuck. Now you've done it. You've jinxed all the goodness, and now it will vanish just like that, because calling the universe's attention to good things is what makes them go away. To keep good shit, you gotta keep it all in the lockdown, and the down low, duh. Knock on all the wood and do a giant take backsies spell, right? The fuck now, Jesus, Jeanette, this is why we can't have nice things. I can write all the permission slips I want about how we all get to feel good or how the hurting can finally stop or how relational trauma doesn't heal in isolation. So my God, open yourself up to all the good loving you can get. I can know in the deepest reaches of my sometimes stupidly tender heart that writing about this love does not make it any more or any less likely to leave or to stay. That part is and always will be out of my control. But I'm still an oh-so-achingly, frustratingly human being guided by evolutionary adaptation and undeniable neuroscientific realities. Fact. The lion pacing around the entrance to my cave still has a way bigger pull on my attention than the field of riotously blooming wildflowers right outside. Naturally. Big bad lion? I could be a gory horror movie chew toy at any moment. Pretty flowers? Gorgeous, but if I ignore them, they won't be eating me for dinner. Easy call. We humans are primed to gloss over the good in favor of magnifying the bad. It's how we've stayed alive for this long. In fact, when Gregor Mendel was geeking out over all those smooth and wrinkly peas, and when all of us labored over our first Punnett squares in grade school, we probably didn't realize that we were the product of generations of genetic selection, handpicking those of us more likely to focus on the bad, scary, worrisome shit. No, 
wonder we're all so damn messy. Neuroscience shows us that negative stimuli elicit a larger brain response than positive. We focus on the bad shit and activity surges in critical processing areas of our brains. Bing, bing, bing. All those neurons and synapses get hella lit like a dance club at midnight when the right beat drops. Boom. We are wired to grasp onto the bad and hold onto it for dear life. Looking over our shoulder for the bad guys kept our heart pumping and our lineage strong. So why stop now? So when we stretch into super vulnerable spaces, especially when we're practicing naming what is good, it doesn't matter so much who receives it or how we do it or what the vulnerable thing is. We're still going to focus on the damn lion. Yes, Virginia. Vulnerability hangovers are real. It's not easy sharing your truth, your unfiltered image, your tender spaces, your deepest, my God, please let this wish come true hopes. It doesn't matter if you share it with your journal or a single person or with the whole entire world. The lion doesn't play a numbers game and neither does your heart. If you're throwing open the doors to the cave and all the beauty and all the danger that awaits, you need to honor the impact of that deep and tender opening. You need to know that your brain, product of millions of years of Darwinian natural selection, is going to worst case scenario the fuck out of the outcome several thousand times over. It's not just that the lion gets bigger or badder or recruits his friends. It's like the cave itself vanishes. And there we are, sitting naked in that field of pretty but useless wildflowers, prepping ourselves to be the main course in a super bloody feast. Note to self. Jeanette, if you're going to do the really vulnerable thing, you need to set yourself up for some real good lion-vanquishing TLC in the aftermath and yoga, meditate, hot shower, deep breath those negative-seeking neural pathways down to a manageable level of activation. I forgot that part when I boasted about my love, and I peeked out of the cave yesterday morning to a field full of snarling lions, all scar, not a Simba in sight, created solely for my own predisposed to the bad shit genetics, not a wildflower to be seen, naturally. Oh, so you're in love, says the biggest lion, all insipid smirk and barely contained snarl. You're in love, and she's ten different kinds of wonderful, and now you want to shout it from the rooftops. Well, isn't that sweet? And he turns away, sharp teeth and smug, languid confidence, because he knows exactly how to hit me where it hurts. Now he knows what I don't want to lose. So what are you going to do if it's not so wonderful after all, sugar? What are you going to tell people if it doesn't last? That's going to be awkward, isn't it, he purrs barely contained aggression and lingering threat. Should have thought that through a little longer, shouldn't we, darling? Hmm? Expansion is often followed by contraction, by a desire to pull inward, to cocoon, to carve a safe space for the growth in process. And yes, the vulnerable thing that I did and you did and we all keep doing is proof of growth in process. So we slink back into our caves to lick our imaginary haven't even happened yet might never actually happen at all wounds. We obsess over all the possible ways this thing we just joyfully shouted from the rooftops might go every kind of wrong. We feel the flush of embarrassment or the preemptive grief of loss. We wail and grind our teeth and wonder the fuck what we might have done by tempting the fates. 
And it's all so damn tender and human of us, isn't it? But here's the thing. The lions are always going to lurk and snarl and provoke you in an attempt to get you to believe that you just fucked up the whole damn thing. And the flowers, they're going to grow just as long as they were meant to grow, no matter what you do or don't do. And we're always going to stand in the spaces in between and be required to make a conscious and intentional choice about which one gets our full attention. Yes, it is going to take some real time to undo the programming and silence the roar of the lion that says, you're not supposed to speak right, share that thing, and now you've ruined every possible thing, and it's all your fault. It's going to take a while for you to drop your guard long enough to accept that you don't have to knock wood, throw salt over your shoulder, don't step on any cracks your way into some sort of false sense of security. It's going to take practice to trust that you can collect the flowers and photograph them or paint a still life or describe them in a defiant act of celebration on your Instagram profile without letting the lion in the door. It might take even longer to get used to the idea that maybe, just maybe, the lion is ready to be tamed and he just wants to be invited in for tea and maybe he'd really like to drop this bad boy facade for a minute and just be held. And yes, it's going to take me a while and likely thousands upon thousands of words and maybe a few lifetimes of evolution before I believe I can write about love I am living without transforming myself into a magician who only knows how to make the good stuff disappear. I'm working on it. I know you are too. Note to self, you are a wild witch who spells beauty into being. You are a lion tamer who greets safety by speaking the radical truth. You are allowed to celebrate the good and speak the truth as loudly and freely as you want. Create a safe container for your expansion. Cut yourself some serious slack. Prioritize radical self-care. Nurture your brave and tender heart. Give yourself what you need. Surround yourself in safety. Then throw open your cave. Decorated in beauty, call the goodness inside, invite the beasts in and set them a place at the table. We all just want to belong. Dear, the lion doesn't get stronger just because you know he's there. You can't make the good vanish by acknowledging it exists. The flowers will keep blooming as long as they are able. I promise. <laughs>